0: This is Chris Reynolds and welcome to the Entrepreneur House podcast. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six and seven figure entrepreneurs creating events and retreats all over the world. Picture yourself spending four weeks with other high-level entrepreneurs in the northern mountains of Thailand, October 26th to November 24th, 2017. It will be full of masterminds, workshops, advisors, like-minded entrepreneurs, and of course some fun adventure. Currently, we are offering a special early bird discount of $400 for only 10 people. Once they're filled, they're gone. Don't wait on this one, guys. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with other successful entrepreneurs, be sure to contact us, ASAP at TheEntrepreneurHouse.com. On the episode today, we are joined by the gentleman who created Monetize My Expertise. His name is Grant Wearley, and Monetize My Expertise is a done for you online course and training creation service. The world of online courses is huge. Many businesses use courses for selling products, services, and training members of their team. The type of business that can use an online course is nearly limitless, and the numbers are growing every day. Grant and his team work confidently at building these courses for entrepreneurs and businesses that want to job done by professionals grant and i talk today about the steps that you should follow to create an online course the actual time it takes to build a good quality course and some tactics from the most successful online courses and businesses that work very well with horses and without further ado let's welcome grant to the show welcome grant to the podcast how are you doing today i'm great thanks for having me on thanks for coming on the show my friend i really appreciate it and you're calling in from medellin colombia that is correct we've had a few people call in the show from medellin so i'm kind of curious briefly grant if you could just tell us what you like about the city yeah it's
1: a good question um i would say the main thing main things that come to mind would be it's on u.s time zones so in terms of non-us placed Places to live—it's got that. It got Asia beat in that respect because I, I do a lot of calls with clients and consultation calls, sales calls, stuff like that. So it's killer if I'm in Thailand or something. Um, another main thing is it's a nice balance between like developing and developed. So uh, you know you can go to some places that are really cool, very interesting, very cultural, but uh, you have some infrastructure challenges when you're there and you're trying to get work done. Um, I found Medellin's—you uh, know—it's a nice balance between the two. Um, as well as a couple other places that come to mind that are like that. For example, I liked Taiwan because it was kind of similar in that respect as well. Um, yeah, it's a lot of little things. You know, I like uh, Latin culture, salsa dancing. Uh, there's a, a lot of nature here. The, the city itself is pretty pleasant and laid back. A lot, of, a lot of good things about it. Very cool. Thank you for
0: sharing. So, Grant, we want to get into your story and get to know you as the entrepreneur that you are today. So, I'm going to give you the mic and let you roll with it.
1: So, uh, what I do, uh, you know, what my business is, is, essentially I run a course production company. So we build, uh, you know, done for you online courses for, uh, you know, consultants, uh, service agencies, uh, you know, sometimes like SAS training, uh, training for SAS products, things like that. Just any kind of video training or courses that people need. Um, I have a course production company that builds that out for them. Uh, and so in terms of how I got to working on that, it's kind of a, um, I don't know I think I have a little bit of a different story than most people which is just really wanted to do the entrepreneurial thing um, uh, back when I was getting out of college uh, I had uh, studied abroad my last semester of college and I uh, was thinking about how I didn't really want to go back and go to grad school and I was like thinking about potential jobs I could get and just no, nothing really sounded appealing and I'd always been interested in entrepreneurship so kind of just like started and tried to to make it work and actually some of the first things I started to do Was trying to build online courses, um, which is kind of the thing that was most interesting to me at the time probably because I always uh, really disliked tr- uh, traditional education and so it's kind of just a uh, An interest of mine plus. It's just a fun process. I like learning things like that So I kind of got started diving into it in that direction uh building courses for myself and that's kind of indirectly through lots of pivoting and doing different things in that area and trying lots of different things has led me to where i am today running a course production company so at first it was building courses for myself uh and you know making money doing that uh did some like freelance helping other people with courses and sort of like a online course consultant in some ways and then sort of having a sort of an agency model, uh, of helping other people with courses and then into a full production
0: course company. Um, which, you know,
1: well again, a very windy road to get here, but
0: that's kind of how that looked. Do you have an online course on how to build an online course?
1: No, I do not because there's too many of them and I've thought (laughs) about it, but I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I did make one that's kind of like that a couple years back, but I was just like, ah, there's too many of those. It's not the direction I want to go in because, um, yeah, it's it, – I don't know. It's. I didn't want to put myself in with all of the other people doing that because yeah. actually what we do is very, very different um, and so I want to maintain our differentiators and um, actually it's kind of a struggle honestly. I mean I get on a lot of calls with people um you know people who are interested in working with us and something like 20 to 30 percent of the time they don't understand what we do because they think we do something which they're more familiar with which is more similar to what other companies that do course related services or like our course consultants or whatever what they do Uh, but we do something very different so i try and make that as clear as possible (laughs) just to like create my own blue ocean
0: i know at one time you were working more or less most of the time with udemy courses are you still doing that No, no,
1: not at all. I mean, I was doing that um, back in the beginning when it was working really well. It was very effective. This was also, it was nice because, you know, it was early in the days of my skill development. And so there's less, there's less factors involved. If you're building a course and putting it on a platform like Udemy, the quality doesn't need to be as high. There's a lot of, you know, you don't have to worry about the tech or the marketing or a whole bunch of other stuff nearly as much. So that's kind of one of the ways I got started. And it was back when that was very effective. And for the past, Uh, you know, probably more than two years, probably two and a half years, uh, probably two years, Uh, Udemy hasn't really been very effective. It used to be a great way to very easily make like several thousand dollars per month, kind of like per course, if you did it right. Mm -hmm. Now it's really died off and you can make a couple hundred bucks a month and it's, you know, it's not really worth your time for most people unless you're really just getting started and you don't, (laughs) you don't know what else to do, I guess.
0: (laughs) Granted, I'm curious, is there a system that you follow when creating a course so like an outline of certain steps to create a good quality course
1: yeah there is and uh i think something that's important to emphasize is that uh you know creating a course is actually quite hard and th- this is one of the reasons also uh why i haven't made a course about courses is because i've you know, i've looked at a lot of them i've taken a lot of them there's a couple of exceptions um uh, to this rule, but a lot of them, they're incentivized to make it look very easy. They're like, oh yeah, make courses, make a ton of money, etc. Like, it's it's in their interests to make it look very easy, but it's actually very very challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's not like a very simplified process to go to do this and do it well. I mean, you can do it simple, simplified or or follow some very generic framework or something. But the process we go through, you know, it's, it takes a lot of skill sets, takes several people. We have a team that does it. Um, and to, to kind of break down the framework as best I can, I'd say a good way to think about it is Take a step back from what you think you want to build and try and like, like you know, beginner's mindset, empty your mental cup, you know, all that Zen Buddhist kind of stuff. And that's a really helpful starting place um, because most people we, we talk to and work with they know a ton about their topic, and that actually makes it very hard for them to take a step back mm-hmm. and make a course for people they're trying to teach. So that's step one. Uh, step two is say like, what are you know? Why is this person interested in this course topic? What am I trying to help them achieve? You know, like really get into their perspective of it because it's just like the the guru expert kind of fallacy that it's hard to step away from all the things that you think are interesting about this topic, all the more advanced stuff that you know, uh, and and kind of simplify it to like, okay, what's step one? What, what's the very first thing somebody needs to know? And then what's step two, what's step three, et cetera? Um, it, it can be very challenging for people to do that. So first, first, let go of like all the complicated stuff you know about the topic. Se- uh, step two is think about it from from the customer's perspective. What are they trying to achieve? How can you break that down into Uh, like the five or ten most essential steps towards that goal Um, and as simplified as possible uh, because another challenge and I've been guilty of this too in building courses is you want to pack in as much as you possibly can Um, because you're like I want to put in as much value as I can I want it to be very valuable better than anything else on the market and so people tend to like cram a whole bunch of stuff in there and actually one of your main jobs as a course creator or as the the expert on this topic is actually to filter information because if you think about it, one, one thing people say about courses sometimes is why would anybody charge for a course? All the information on the internet is free. And yeah, that's true. But if you take a, another angle on that, um, if, you think about it in terms of there's like an infinite number of inf- amount of information and it's impossible for somebody to to have the, the knowledge to be able to sort through that and put it together in some kind of framework. That's really what your job is. You're trying to like take all, all the stuff that's out there, see what's uh, what's accurate, what's, what's BS, uh, how can you simplify it into something somebody can actually follow in a limited amount of time. In a limited amount of background knowledge, that's really your job. So I, those are a couple starting steps to to think about it. There's a couple other frameworks you can use. Um, there's the uh, why, what, how, now in terms of breaking it down into how to structure uh, course content. So there, there's a lot of different angles you can you can approach this from. But those are some initial ideas that I, I would say to start thinking about that should help point you in the right direction.
0: How much time would you estimate, Grant, that it takes to build a course? say if you were going to build a course that was 30 minutes long, how long would it take you and your team or just in general for anybody to build a, a 30 minute course?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. And, and you're right. It really is going to vary. Um, so, I mean, the kind of the process we would follow for a type of project. Um, I mean, essentially we work on a couple of different projects and that's sort of like a teaser intro course. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so f- for that style of course, what we do is we uh, kind of do background research on the topic. Uh, maybe the uh, the person has like a book that's related to the same topic as the course is gonna be about. Uh, so go through that, uh, sort of interview the client and uh, in a consultative way, figure out what the course needs to be, what's the most essential pieces of information you need in that 30 minute course. Because 30 minutes is, is a pretty short course, right? So um, again, you're gonna run into that cramming problem where if a, if a client came to us and said they want to build a 30-minute course and then they would start to list off all the things they wanted to include, they would be describing nine times out of 10 like a 10-hour course, right? Mm-hmm. So then it would be the process of filtering that down into the most essential steps, uh, putting it into a step-by-step framework, uh, outlining that, recording that, editing that, making the slides for that, um, so I'd have to think about it to know like an exact number of hours that that would, uh, entail, uh, cause it would depend a little bit, but I would say it's something, um, with our team of several people working on it is something we could do in about a week, a week and a half. Um, and I can kind of think about it in terms of timelines instead of number of hours a little bit easier because that's kind of how we plan things. Uh, in terms of a, an individual person trying to make a 30-minute course, if they wanted to make one good and it was their uh, it was their first time doing it, it would actually take them quite a while. They yeah. would think, oh, th- a 30-minute course is going to be very easy to do. It'll take me two days. It's, it's going to take you quite a while because there's little unknowns like where do you start or like how mm-hmm. are you going to... Record it. How are you going to edit it? A little, you got to go find some somebody to design the slides. Oh, you don't like them. You got to hire somebody new. <laughs> like just little things like that. Um, so you know, I, I would say it probably take most the average person like a month, uh, and on average, and very well uh, longer if it's their first time making a course, just because of those kinds of things that come up in the process.
0: Yeah, the way you describe it definitely sounds like something. That, it sounds easy, but it's not right? There's mm-hmm. a massive amount of time and energy that's put into it. I'm curious, Grant, what have you seen for some of the best online courses that you've seen out there? What are they doing in their courses that makes them stand out or better than the average course?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And actually, just to take a step back, I have a good analogy for um, why it's really complicated to make a course. Um, so I was actually talking to the to some of the guys at uh, Book yeah. in a Box uh, the other week, which is a book publishing company, and they do a lot of really cool stuff. And they they built you know it's a book publishing company, so in some ways it's a parallel model. And so we talked about how they had considered uh, you know because uh, they're trying to do some other stuff like blog in a box and speaker in a box, whatever. And they kind of vaguely considered doing course in a box, but they didn't because they're like this is way too complicated. <laughs> so even if comparing to like the book publishing process of writing publishing, marketing, launching a book. Mm -hmm. Um, A course can even be several times more complicated to Uh, than that to a book publishing company has like a team built around that so that's just kind of a good analogy I think that helps drive home that point
0: Are you enjoying today's episode? I hope so We're working hard to pick the minds of higher level entrepreneurs to bring you some applicable tactics for your business October 26th through November 24th we will have our most impactful event ever four weeks in the northern mountains of Thailand with other successful entrepreneurs that have six and seven figures in annual revenue in their businesses The experience includes private accommodations, workshops, masterminds, advisors, high-speed Wi-Fi at a beautiful resort complex. And for our listeners, we have a special $400 early bird discount for only 10 people. Once they're filled, they're gone. So if you're ready to seriously take your business to the next level, contact us at theentrepreneurhouse.com. And now back to the show. But to, to answer your
1: question about what, what are some characteristics of good courses, um, yeah, I mean, there's honestly there's not like a single way of making a really good course. There's you know uh, some courses are more based on interactive communities, and that's a really important value prop based on what the topic is and what you're trying to help people accomplish uh other times it'll be just very flashy kind of visuals or um others specialize in being very like succinct so for example we we worked with uh, peter shankman on a course for people with adhd and the videos were like two minutes long and really really fast um and they were broken up that way on purpose as almost a value prop of being so short because of the the target market for that uh so there's not going to be a single answer um but again I, i would just fall back to uh thinking about what is the outcome you're trying to help people achieve and how can you really help people achieve that? And specific, and that sounds like a generic answer and like, duh, but um, specifically the ways people go wrong doing that is, again, they sort of think about it like, what do I think would be cool to make? Or how can I make this as flashy as possible? So another example would be how people oftentimes uh, come to conversations with me and they really think that they want to do a uh, talking head style course um, mm-hmm. with a lot of like animations and transitions and background music and all this complicated stuff. And they want to do that because they think it's just going to make it more valuable and they want to you know, like, just put more stuff in it. And they want to do that just to kind of make it flashier or, or because they think it's cool. But at the end of the day, it doesn't actually serve the goal that, of the course for the person taking it. So I would say that's really honestly the, the number one thing is to just really thoroughly think, what am I trying to help somebody do and what do they need to do that and take out all the other stuff?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Grant, what kind of businesses work really well with online courses?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So I'd say uh, a lot of service agencies like a, you know, service providers. So, um, uh, you know, Facebook ads marketing agency or um, you know, sales training team agency or or something like that. Um, So anything that's, has services that are kind of high ticket so it's a done-for-you service in some way Uh, then they find a lot of success in a how-to version for people who can't afford their services or as kind of like a lead-in to their services another good category is uh, somebody who's sort of like a an expert uh personal brand type person so you know i'm a expert sales consultant who has a book about it and does speaking about it and does live workshops about it, then it kind of plugs in really well to that series of offerings. Uh, And I'm realizing I'm I'm, I'm giving a lot of uh, business examples and Mm -hmm. it it does work really, really, really well for uh, business type topics because it's more easily explainable like, if you're going to help somebody double their business, right, it's, it's a lot more straightforward in terms of knowing that's going to be a compelling product. Uh, but this does also work in, in other areas as well, um, like personal development, health and fitness and, and stuff like that as well. Um, and then I would also say there's kind of a, a third category, which is sort of a, a blend of courses, but training, but um, a big need. And this is something we're kind of moving more into and, and looking at now is uh, sort of uh, product or topical training for, for companies like uh, that offer uh, a SaaS product. So, for example, uh, Leadpages, um, you know, I, I think we both know Simon Payne, who's one of the co-founders of Leadpages. We had a really good conversation about how they built their company around making courses around uh, the topic of what causes people to use their software, right? So there, there's a really important use case there, which is building uh, courses about like marketing, so that somebody can use your marketing software, for example. Um, and I, I had a conversation with uh, some of the guys at HubSpot that are doing the same thing. They're making a ton of, um, actually, in their case, free marketing courses uh, in order to help, you know, lead people into using their software. Um, and then, kind of another subcategory of that use case is, uh, you know, little training videos. So, like, somebody is using your software. How do they actually go about using it? So, like, mm-hmm. uh, product demo videos or um, you know little tidbits of training to help people kind of onboard and understand how to use your your software correctly so those are some of the main use cases um, and there, I'm sure there's others as well, but those are the those are the immediate ones that are pretty universal
0: and what are some businesses that online courses don't work so well for
1: yeah it's a good question. Uh, I would say anything that is very it can be a challenge for certain kinds of like professional services kinds of businesses. So like, uh, so we, we have actually worked with, uh, uh, a tax attorney to make a course on, on that kind of topic. Uh, but it can be a challenge to do like some really advanced medical training kind of thing. Um, or something very, very, very technical, um, those are those are some challenging areas uh, that come to mind. You can still make those work. It depends a little bit on what exactly the topic is. But it can be more challenging in those areas because, um, you know, you might have something proprietary or you run into legal issues because you can't share certain kinds of, like um, – uh, Accountant recommendations because you have some legal obligation to like say or not say something. Um, so th- those are some some areas that I've, I've had conversations with people where it can be more challenging. But actually in those conversations they usually ended up making it work. It was just more challenging. Yeah. Um, in, ter- in terms of uh, businesses that I would just say should probably stay away from it completely. Um, it's really hard to think about that because I have my head so in the course world. <laughs> 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 so I, I honestly, I can't think of a, a good answer to that. Um, except, yeah, just maybe if maybe if it's something where you have to really show somebody in person, um, which is very going to be very, very rare, but it's something that r- requires some kind of uh, in-person, like you really have to show somebody how to use this, like, you know, radiation equipment in person and it's like very uh, technical and hands-on and you know it's maybe for some official certification that requires certain kinds of in-person experiences so something along those lines comes to mind but um yeah i would say most things most business models can can benefit in some way from an online
0: course it's amazing like how many online courses are out there these days even people that just have youtube channels they'll have their youtube channel and they'll send people to their online course obviously they're selling it and then they'll upsell them from there and there but from what i found and i think maybe you might agree based on your answer that it's pretty broad on the amount of businesses that could really benefit from them even if it's just a how-to video to a a full-on full-day course or multiple-day course for sure yeah
1: absolutely i mean you've got like dog training courses and you know uh tai chi courses and like the, there's so many weird ones that you wouldn't even expect <laughs> that you hear about like oh i never thought about that but that, oh, yeah. that works too right um you've even got uh you know universities uh, doing their own version of this as well with you know even very esoteric topics like philosophy 101 they have an online course version of that right
0: so yeah. it, it definitely is very broad nowadays have you ever done any courses for universities
1: yeah some um I find a lot of them are very boring, so I don't spend a lot of time (laughs) there. (laughs) Because a lot of them are honestly just like recorded lectures which are terrible uh-huh. uh you know it, it's hard enough sometimes to watch certain kinds of professor professors give lectures because they're just very dry and boring not all of them of course but all, you know a certain percentage are and then when you record it and put it in a video it's 10 times worse <laughs> and a lot of them have that format so if anybody's thinking of making a course one thing to stay, stay away from is uh if you do an in-person workshop don't just try and record it and put it online it doesn't work at all it's
0: terrible it's super boring yeah
1: um, like you think of you know just try and experience that before you make that mistake because it just doesn't work.
0: What have been some of your favorite courses to build? Yeah,
1: it's a good question. Um, it's kind of cool, actually. Every time we, we work on a course, there's always something that there's some kind of takeaway. It's like, oh, I never thought about that, right? So we have a new client project starting uh, here in a couple weeks that's about uh, you know finance. Is, uh, I forget the the exact name of it, but it, the one-liner is essentially um, how to manage your finances for uh, you know, six, seven plus figure businesses for like the CEO who hates finances and bookkeeping and accounting and all that stuff, wow. which, you know, when they, uh, when she said she wanted to sign up with the course, I was like, yes, cause I really need to, you know, know this topic better. So, um, by us working on this, I'm going to learn a ton. Um, so, yeah, there's always something that comes out of it. And when it's something that is like a, a course that I would be taking, even just of my own accord, um, as at the same timeline that we happen to be building one, that's always amazing. Um, so there's been a couple a couple times something like that has happened. Um, you know, how, how to work with high-end companies, how to build sales funnels. Um, a lot of times it really does uh, end up being something I'm working on right now. Um, but yeah, I don't have a particular one that was like the the best or whatever, but, um, yeah, anything that helps me in my business is always cool because I get to learn from it as well. And, you know, helping Stuart with the tax stuff was cool because I was always stumped by expat taxes. And then I uh, worked on a course about expat taxes and now I understand it, which is cool.
0: I can imagine you learn quite a bit. I mean, it's similar to podcasting, right? Like each guest yeah, exactly. that comes on, you learn so much from like, I've learned a ton about online courses that I never thought of. There you go. Grant, anything else around online courses that you would think would be of value to the listeners that you would like to add? Again, when, when you're thinking
1: about building an online course, and I'm sure most people are because it's such a, you know, it's a, kind of an integral thing of business almost nowadays. Um, again, all the stuff I said before about thinking, uh, what what's the goal for the person taking the course? How is this really going to help them and, and thinking through that? But also, think through what what do you want this to do in your business? Because a lot of people, um, I think, uh, sometimes I have conversations with people who really want to build an online course because it's kind of like the new sexy thing to do. Um, and the same thing happens with like a podcast or a book or whatever. It's a cool thing to do all of those things. Um, and that's, that's fine, but also understanding like it's supposed to help you in some way. It's supposed to accomplish your goal, right? Podcasting builds your brand. Uh, if you're the book, you're more of an authority on a, on a topic, and maybe you can land speaking gigs or get clients or whatever. And courses kind of function in the same way. So I'd encourage you if you're thinking about courses, don't do it just to do it. Do it in order to accomplish some goal of helping people in some way of uh, you know generating leads for your business or having like a downsell from a high ticket item or you know having some very clear goal so you can you know, have a reason for why you're doing it, a a clear metric of success when you do it. um, And it doesn't end up just being some kind of random thing that you do just because it's cool. I think that's important too. So keeping those two goals in mind for the customer and for yourself uh, and your business, um, I think will greatly increase your chance of success if you're thinking about doing that.
0: Great tips, my friend. Grant, if the listeners want to reach out to you and learn more about you and your business, where's the best place they can do that at?
1: Yeah, great question. So I have two websites. Um, I have a personal site, which is grantwhirley.com. I'm not going to spell it because my last name is funky. You can find it <laughs> in the show notes, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other website, which is our main uh, company website, is monetize my expertise dot com. And uh, be a little bit careful with the S's and the Z's when you spell that. Sometimes you will mess that up, but it's monetize my And
0: we'll definitely put the links in the show notes. Grant, thank you so much for coming on the show, my friend. I really appreciate your time and sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. And listeners, we're going to sign off there. Thank you guys for joining us on the show once again, and we'll see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six- and seven-figure entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day-to-day, you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for attendees, and you get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. It. This year, our main event will be held in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It is four weeks from October 26th to November 24th and held for six and seven figure entrepreneurs only. It will be full of workshops, masterminds, advisors, co-working, and fun weekend social events. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com as soon as possible. This event will fill up fast. For those of you that are interested and have some questions, be sure to contact us through theentrepreneurhouse.com forward slash contact. We will respond as soon as possible. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.